Welcome once again to Danny Houlihan's Irish Experience. In this, our first episode in the early Christian settlements, I will take a look back through the pages of history to a time in Ireland called the Early Christian Period, around 500 AD. I will visit the old church ruin and cemetery north of the present seaside town of Ballybonian in North Kerry, called Kilconley, or the church or cell of St. Condon. This small settlement was attributed to a mission established by a lone monk called Condon, who constructed a small cellar church on a grassy green hillside adjacent to a free-flowing stream. In local history, there is very little known about his mission. Some sources have stated that the settlement was established under the rule of St. Senan of Scattery Island, located off the coastline of Beale on the Shannon Estuary. Others have stated that the settlement was based under the rule of the Ehedna. Why choose a place like Kilconley for such a settlement? A fresh-flowing stream meanders its way adjacent to the site, so that way back in antiquity the monks that lived there had a fresh water supply. I have been asked many times over the years by returning immigrants, whose ancestors were from the area, what was their daily diet and routine? The area surrounding Hilcomne at that period of history was covered with a dense covering of trees, not seen today, due to the forest cover being removed. The remains of the roots of these trees were removed and burned over several hundred years of land clearance and occupation. Evidence of the forest in this area can be seen fragments of roots on Beale and Litter Strand, stretching its way to Carrigafoyle in Valley Longford. Wild native red deer roamed the landscape of North Kerry at that time. Evidence of antler had been found not far away from Kilconley in Tunnel so way back in antiquity, the settlement of Kilconley had venison freely available for a hunting missionary of the day. Wild boar or pig roamed the hillside of Kilconley, so a hunting monk could have laid many a trap to kill and roast a pig on elaborate open-fire spits. Kilconley is close to the shoreline, so the abundance of fresh fish was available, such as salmon, bass, eel and often porpoise cooked in open hot pits adjacent to the settlement. Wild berries were gathered from the bushes in the area, as stated in the mythology of Kilconley, thus indicating foraging by the settlement. Cell Construction What was the cell like that Condla took shelter and slept in at night? Very little is known of the original cell or cells, but it has been related to me that the church is built on the top of other buildings and that the foundations taper outwards, indicating the presence of a former structure or structures. Due to the abundance of limestone in the area, the settlement, when enlarged, did not have to travel very far for raw material, for a stone-type hut took on with timber, straw roof, could be obtained from the local area of Kilconley. The area of Kilconley has many associations with early sites. On the SMR maps, I can just get a glimpse of what was there. I will continue to explore this area in another episode. It should be noted that these early missionaries chose areas like Kilconley for solitude to pray to the divine. One can just imagine the monks tending their animals in the nearby fields of Dune and wandering the high rocky cliffs 
to obtain herbs for the precious ink, which with a stroke of a goose quill graced the thin sheepskin parchment documenting the Gospels. The sound of a lone bell summoning the monks to prayer, and in the distance the crashing waves on the cliffs of Dunin, now long forgotten on ivy-clad headstones. What did happen to the settlement in Conla? Did the monks flee from the Viking raiders who ravaged the old settlements of the area? Or did Conla and his fellow monks just move on to another more tranquil place for meditation? No one knows. Tradition has related that during the Viking raids around the year 800, the area surrounding Kilconley saw the wrath of the Viking invaders. From what has been related to me by a local historian, one short story relates that the settlement at Kilconley were alerted in some way, that a Viking raid was on the approach to the grassy hillside. The monks, fearing the loss of their lives, took flight across the townlands to the sanctuary of a hidden cave in Gohar near Lizelton. There they stayed and prayed on the ground until the Vikings had left the area. The monks never returned to Kilconley. All that remains today of that once religious settlement is a late 12th century church shrouded by a graveyard next to a peaceful meandering stream. One can just wonder what his life was like and the lives of the monks in those far-off days of early monasticism. We read from the writings of the ancients that those old holy men sought out places of isolation, such as glens, valleys, even offshore islands, for meditation and veneration to the divine. A water source, just as sighted at Kilconley, was much valued, and the nearby River Shannon. Fishing supplemented the stable diet. Conda had all of this in the area. With clear air for fowl, the rivers teeming with wild salmon, coupled with wild berries. The 12th century church was constructed possibly under the direction of the nearby castle of Leek, garrisoned by Clan Richard of Leek Bevian, descendants of the Fitzgeralds, as a private oratory. The skilled workers who constructed the church in the 12th century obtained the stone from the nearby cliff face of Kilconley and worked the stone to a thin, flat brick size. Then a lime shell mortar mix was used to bind the structure, which has lasted the ravages of time. The ruin measures 13 metres in length and 6.8 metres in width. The church had two windows, one facing the east and one facing the south. Both windows were lit by vertical cutstone windows made of limestone. At some period in time, the windows would have been glazed. Kilconley's foundations were tapered to reinforce the overall structure of the church, which is situated on a slope. The roof was thatched, which according to local tradition was in position up to the dawn of the 1800s. When I walked around Kilconley Graveyard during the production of this podcast, the old church ruin stands out in the Irish skyline. One can hear the birds and the river, which to this day flows near the site, still holds a magical feeling. Inside the gate of the graveyard to the right is a plaque commemorating the little children that died during the Great Famine or Irish Holocaust in 1846 and 1847. As I walked towards the eastern gable of the church with its long, narrow, ivy-clad window, pausing at the recessed arched doorway, I looked back in the direction of Bramore Cliffs 
I can imagine the battle with Conla and the serpent on the famous hillside, which is directly in front of me. Inside the ruins to the east, under the window recess, is the location where the author would have been, now long gone and forgotten. Two storage recesses are still in position, where the chalice and other religious objects would have been stored. Looking around at all the graves within the confines of the old church ruins, one famous grave is that of Carty the Piper, born in 1799 and died in 1904, a famous piper. One can feel the presence of peace here and the history that originated here will live on forever in the minds of the locals of Beale, Bermore and Kilcombe. The legend of the serpent and Conda. Myth and legend. Before I leave Kilconley, I will relate the myth and legend associated with a great battle that took place on the side of the hillside with Conla and the serpent from a nearby fort of Lisnapastia. One day as Conla was collecting wild berries near a ring fort called Lisnapastia, a huge serpent or a snake emerged from the undergrowth. Conla, fearful of his life, drew a sword from under his habit and engaged the evil beast on the green, grassy hillside of Kilconley. The battle between good and evil lasted for several days and nights, until Conla saw his opportunity and cut the head clear off the beast. Thus the evil entity was slain. Conla returned to his small cell in rejoice, and honoured the Lord by a feast and prayer. In the centuries to follow, the settlement and townland would bear his illustrious name, Kilconley or Kilconda. Just up the valley there is a ring fort named after the serpent called Lisnapastia or the Fort of the Worm. In the process of researching this episode I have consulted the SMR maps of the area. Lisnapastia is located in a northeasterly direction from the church. Within the area of the settlement there are many, many kills or cells. I will return again to the area in another episode to explore more of this special place and its hidden history. A peaceful stream to this day meanders its way into the church and graveyard, where many local families are interred. The stream exits to the sea from a high cliff. Kilconley Church is silent now, without its roof. Its ivy-clad ruins would no more echo the chants of its holy men in praise of the Lord in Kilconley. I hope you've enjoyed my visit to Kilconley one of my special places on the coastline of North Kerry. Join me again on a journey of discovery through its people, its heritage and its rugged coastline. This is truly Danny Hoolhan's Irish Experience.